Welcome everyone to this episode of The Butterfly Effect. My name is Tali Orad. I'm your host and your butterfly here. I am so excited to be speaking today with a very special guest coming all the way from Kenya, James Musyoka. James is the co-founder and executive director for Kenya Connect, an NGO that helps kids in Kenya, the U.S., and across the world to become ambassadors for peace and global connection through the power of writing a letter. The organization is currently devoted to lifting children in rural Kenya out of extreme poverty using the power of education. I got to know James through a planting we did together via One Trillion and support their planting project that you will soon hear about. I am thrilled to have him here today. Welcome, James. Hi, Tari. Hello, hello. <laughs> It is wonderful to have you on this podcast, to be able to share firsthand your story about the tree planting and the impact it has on the kids and the community. Can you please share with our listeners what does Kenya Connect do, who we are, what are these projects? We are a grassroots organization based in the uh, eastern part of Kenya, a place called Wamonyo. We are working with uh, about 62 public schools in this part of Machakos County. In what field? Mainly we work in the area of education, trying to empower students and teachers in rural Kenya to be successful in the skills of the 21st century. Can you give an example of some of the projects? We are doing quite a number of programs to break down barriers in education. For instance, we do a lot of work in literacy. We started a library program about 10 years ago with a collection of about 200 books, and now we have built it up to about 10,000 books. We normally take books to the students at their schools after every two weeks. Students get to check out the books and they read from home. We've noted that since we started the program, the amount of time that students spend reading has tripled. Their test scores are also improving in the national exams. And teachers are attributing their success to our library program. So one program is access to books. But you mentioned rural Kenya It's east of Nairobi. There is probably no light, no electricity. How can the kids read at home in the dark? We started a solar light program that we provide on a rent-to-home basis. Parents rent the light and they pay $2 a month. Cost of the light is $8. So within four months, The parents have prepared the light and they get to hone the light. And that solves the problem of no light. How old are the kids? Oh, we are working with the kids mainly in primary school that is in the ages of 6 to 18 years. Wow, this is great. I know you recently added another educational component to the program. And it's teaching the kids about the environment, climate change. And of course, trees and their role in our lives. I would love it if you share with us more about this program. So recently, we've partnered with One Trillion to do 
tree project in our project site. This started off by a program that we recently had about compost toilet. Wait, compost toilets and trees? I, n- I need to understand more. We've, we started a, a, a sanitation technology called compost toilets about uh, one and a half years ago. We are using this compost material to fertilize the trees. Now it makes sense. So recently we partnered with One Trillion and we started planting the Moringa or Rivera. How many have you planted? We planted over a thousand trees of Moringa or Rivera in these schools. You launched it with parents, local leader and staff planting 350 Moringa trees. I always get excited when I hear the entire community coming together to plant. This ceremony was in memory of Wangari Matahi. She was the first African to win the Nobel Prize, in case you don't know. She won it for her contribution to sustainable development, democracy, and peace. I can't think of a better way to launch. Great job. Uh, Just to quote her, she said, like, Unless you dig a hole and you plant a tree, you are doing nothing. You are just talking. So we really wanted to engage the community to practical uh, aspect of tree planting so that they can get their hands dirty and plant the trees and get to hone them because the trees are like the future for our generation. We started working together by supporting the first tree planting right in in one of the schools. And obviously luck had it. And we began in the middle of COVID-19 pandemic with everybody quarantined and and many restrictions by the government. And yet we still managed to plant. So how were you able to do that? Wow, it wasn't easy to mobilize the community to come and plant trees in the midst of this pandemic because our government is encouraging people to stay at home. You know, kids are out of schools. Coastal schools have been shut down since March. However, we we still find that, you know, life has to continue so long as we are keeping rightful health measures. So what we did is we mobilized the school parents and the alumni and we called them and we educated them about COVID-19 and we, you know, educated them about the importance of hand washing, you know, wearing masks and keeping social distance. And we actually provided the masks to everyone who came for the tree planting exercise. So we made sure like everyone was wearing a mask, we was keeping social distance as we were planting. We gave them a message of hope that we are planting these trees as a memory, like this pandemic will come and go and keep it as a memory that for generation to come, like these trees of Moringa Rivera were planted, it's also one way of being history in a positive way. You know, we are looking at COVID in a positive way, trying to plant trees as a sign of hope. This is beautiful because it shows us that whatever we're doing has a bigger impact on something else. I mean, you started with planting trees, but eventually you also educated the community, which is which is beautiful. Also, I love it that you bring the positive aspect in everything. And this is exactly what 
we also do in one trillion. As you said, trees are our future, trees are our hope. So speaking of the community, besides teaching them about trees and about hygiene, do you see any other changes that came with the planting and throughout the programs that you guys are doing? With the planting of the trees, I see like the community was uh, also kind of encouraged to know the value of trees because the whole of Kenya Connect staff joined the communities and the schools and who were planting trees and who were not getting tired, who were really working hard. And they, they could like, not comprehend like why we were working really hard to plant the trees. And why were you working hard? service above self, you know, being a focused on a long-term benefits of some, doing something noble like tree planting. Service above self. So I think in terms of perception, you know, this was phenomenal and I can say it really changed their mindset. Admirable. You don't necessarily need to do something that is going to benefit you in in the short run. You can do something that is is going to benefit generations to come, not necessarily yourself. That's why I talked about service above being selfless and serving your serving doing service to benefit future generations, conserving the environment for the benefit of others, not necessarily yourself. Could not agree more. Do the kids say anything? Do they respond? What do they think about that? Uh, they loved it. Some of them actually came to participate and they liked it. Let's go back to the other programs you guys do that are somehow connected with trees. We do programs on uh, sanitation. We provide water tanks. We provide hand-washing stations. And all this is for the well-being, the, the well-being of the students to be healthy so that they can be able to learn. And, you know, we, we believe that for them to be able to thrive in education, they need to be healthy. And so we are always looking at how we can make the, the school environment a healthy learning ground for the kids to learn. A healthy learning ground for the kids. Yes. And if I may quote... Wangari Matahi again. She said, when we plant a tree, we plant the seeds of hope. So the kids, like the trees, are our seeds of hope. The kids found a piece of, piece of land within their school. They, they dug it and prepared a seedbed and they sowed the seeds and covered with grass and kept on watering. So this was their own project from the word from the word go because they are the one who saw the seeds on the seedbed and then they took care of the seedlings by watering them daily until um, they were sent home because of the COVID nineteen. Then after that we were were able to like work with uh, other students like to go to the schools and transplant the seeds into polythene bags. When the seeds were grown, now that's when we engage now the whole community to come and plant the seeds in the field. It has been quite a, a long process, but I, I must say that this was a project for the students. 
It's only that at a certain point we came here because we wanted to salvage. When you say salvage, you mean continue taking care of the project. Yes. With the trees planted and the kids off school, someone had to step up, take care of the trees. And that someone you told me was one of the parents named Joshua. Yes, so Joshua was uh, one of the parents who turned up during the tree planting in Manzoni, one of the schools. You know, we worked all day with him, you know, like trying to mark the positions where we are going to plant the trees. After this, we had a, a meeting with all the parents. We asked them, now that we planted this, the Moringa seedlings and, you know, kids are not in school, what plans do they have to take care of the seeds? And they said he was ready, you know, to becoming like twice a week and watering the seedling, clearing the, the bushes around where we planted the trees. It takes care for the trees to thrive. It, they need to be watered. They need to be applied pesticides to prevent hands like from hitting them. He, you mean Joshua? He volunteered among all the parents and he said he would take their care of the seedling for like two months until they are able to sustain themselves. So I would say Joshua was a very devoted parent who was uh, ready to take care of the trees. And that's where the community stepped up for him. You know, the parents said, like, we will uh, give you a small subsidy for the work you do. Every parent, like, contributed, like, half a dollar so that they can pay him a kind of a stipend of about $50 for the time he would be taking care of the trees. I thought that was good collective responsibility, you know, of the parents recognizing they cannot all come to the school and water the seed, but they can collect a kitty and give Joshua to take care of the trees. His good deed, in a way, paid off. And as we can see, the butterfly stroke again. It's really a challenging time to put bread on the table and, you know, even take care of health needs. It was a great relief for him, and he really appreciated for that. You told me you aimed for 7% of survival rate, even though you chose this tree because it is known as the tree that never dies. It thrives no matter how tough the environment is. Actually, that was uh, like our target. We want our 7% survival of the trees, but he, he assured us that he wants to have 100% survival of those trees. Joshua was determined. I take down my head for him. Those trees were planted there to help the kids learn about the environment. That was the first goal. It also provides them with shade, and there are nutritious values to them as well. It's believed like to, to provide uh, energy to the body and provide immunity to the body. How exactly do you consume them? Yes, so once the, the tree blossoms to green leaves, you can cut the leaves, you can dry them on shade, and then you grind them into very fine powder that you can use to hard like to tea. You can take it as a kind as a kind of medication. They say like it can cure many diseases, including diabetes and others. But, uh, you can just add it to your regular foods 
as a, you know, a, a boost for you for immunity for your body, natural boost for immunity for your body is believed to be very nutritious. Anything with the other parts of the tree? Every part of this tree is beneficial, apart from the roots. Actually, the roots are said to be poisonous. It's only part of the tree that is not useful. But I, again, I think it's, it's a way of natural selection, like the tree trying to protect itself. It doesn't want to be cut. So the roots are very poisonous, so it can sustain itself, defend itself through uh, its own natural ways. This reminds me of the book The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein, where the main character, the boy, consumed almost everything the tree could give him without giving anything back. Whereas here, there is an option to use most part of the tree. However, it's not just taking from the tree. You actually give back. And you give back by creating an intertwined projects relating to sanitation and clean water. Moringa thrives well where there is a good supply of water and where there is good supply of compost manure. The compost provided by your compost toilet. How does it work? The compost toilets are toilets that are using sawdust instead of water. Once we have harvested the human waste and put them in a digester, we let the digester to cook within a year. After one year, if the compost is ready and we can put it on the trees to fertilize them and you know, make them thrive and healthy. This is all new. You had something else before that was not so environmental friendly. Before we introduced the compost toilet technology, we were using pit latrines. Pit latrines is basically where you have a pit on the ground and the human waste percolates on the pit. And sometimes this percolates to the water aquifers and pollutes the underground water. Converting or shifting from the pit latrines to the compost toilet is also on a positive note trying to protect the environment. And the clean water project? Water is scarce. And the underground water in this area is normally salty. So we wanted to harvest rainwater that can be used by students at school for drinking and also for hand washing. The wastewater that is used for hand washing, we actually use to channel it to a tree. It's sustainable. You are cleaning your hands and at the same time you are, you know, watering a tree. You did the compost toilet. We are planting. So what's next? What is the next project? Our next focus is now how the Moringa is mature. How are we going to best utilize this, its leaves and the seeds and process them and market them to benefit the school community and even make it more sustainable if, it, if the, the Moringa you know, powder and the seed are processed, they can bring bring in income that can be plowed back into the projects and perhaps plant more moringa, you know, support the education in these schools, many other projects. The, the list is it's not exhaustive. You know, there are infinite possibilities that can happen with the moringa project. I, I would love for you to share what is your favorite tree. And, and I think I have an idea what you're going to say. <laughs> what is your favorite tree? <laughs> 
Uh, yes, I think your, your guess is right. I think Moringa or Rivera is my favorite tree. Actually, I planted it in my neighbor, in my in my compound, and I am already harvesting it. I love it. Just before our connection died, I asked James for a lesson in Swahili. I'm assuming you can guess what I asked. By the way, how do you say tree in Swahili? Muti. Muti? Muti is a singular. The plural is miti. Miti. Yes, miti. That's why Wagari Madai in the book, Mama Miti. Mama, you know Mama? Mm-hmm. Mama, the, the mother of trees, about Wagari Madai. Finishing with Mama Michi. James, thank you. Thank you. We are excited that you, the kids, and the entire community are now part of our community, the community of tree rangers, or as you just taught us, Michi rangers. And just like the butterfly wings, our work together made a bigger impact. Some that we talked about today, some we may never know. So thanks again for everything, everything you do for the kids, everything you do for the community and for nature, and for joining me at this Butterfly Effect podcast. Yeah, it was a pleasure talking to you and sharing our story about education and how we are intertwined with so many other projects, all for the benefit and the success of the rural child. Thank you. That's it. Another Butterfly Effect episode just ended. I wanted to thank you for joining me. As we are all beautiful butterflies, each in his and her individual ways. I really appreciate you coming on this journey with me, and I hope I can see you next time. Please subscribe to hear more of our stories of change. Take action if you can. And remember, it only takes a small action to make a big difference. Be a butterfly. <laughs>